Greetings. My name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. In this podcast, you will hear stories about how real people have experienced awesome changes by embracing a plant-based diet. Today, we're talking to an Austin woman who says a plant-based diet has changed everything about her life for the better. Elizabeth Medina has crushed her fitness goals, reversed prediabetes, and ended ailments like high blood pressure and high cholesterol. The wife, mother, and educator has also gained confidence and energy to take on new challenges. Now she's going to tell you how she did it. Grab your tea and take a seat. Here's her story. Elizabeth Medina, a woman who has made an awesome transformation with a plant-based lifestyle. I am so excited to have her here to chat about her journey. Hey, Liz, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be in the conversation with you. I'm so glad that we had a chance to connect. Your story is absolutely inspiring. Like, I'm totally inspired. Um, so can we just start by talking about like where you're from and where you are now like as far as where you live oh yeah sure so i'm i'm from a small southeast texas town beaumont texas born and raised um my family's creole of creole origin which means everyone came over from louisiana um at some point in time and so you know i grew up in a in my case a very traditional creole family eating a lot of seafood, gumbo, etouffee, that sort of thing. And, you know, um, just very family oriented. We, you know, we had a matriarchy. So my grandmother pretty much led our family. And um, it was uh, after I finished high school and uh, went into college that I decided it was time to explore the world outside of, outside of South, Southeast Texas. And so I quote unquote moved to the big city, came out to Austin for grad school and, you know, finished out there and then decided to take it another step further and uh, went out to grad school in uh, Los Angeles, California, which was a pretty big deal for, again, a girl from a small, small Southeast Texas town. Mm -hmm. um, and then after finishing grad school, really realized that I, I was a Texas girl, you know, through and through, was missing home. Um, definitely missing my family. My parents are getting, were getting older, you know, and thought it was time to come back home and sort of plant some roots here back here but I didn't want to move back to Beaumont so I'd always really loved Austin and so I decided I'd, I'd move back to Austin um and I've been back here gosh now since 2003 yes we love Austin <laughs> if we had our choice we would be there too I know it is it is really it, I tell people all the time when they talk about visiting Texas, you know, people I've met in LA and other places or, you know, or people who just want to travel the state. I'm, I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, Houston's fine. If you like a big city, Dallas is great. Likewise, mm -hmm. San Antonio has its own stuff. I said, but if you're really just going to make sure you see one place, um, I'm completely 100% biased, but Austin is a place, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, is, it is a really nice yes. place to live. So, yeah. So tell us what the vegan culture is like in the Austin area. I mean, oh, it's, you know, it's yeah. awesome, but for people who are not familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it really it really is great and I I, I recognize that now differently. Uh, I think I was more critical in my early stages, um, just because I didn't have a lot of frame of reference, you know, um, you can see a lot of things on social media. And when you think about places like, I don't know, Atlanta or Portland or, you know, just certain places, New York, you know, bigger cities that have like these, you know, like huge foundations in it. And then you think, okay, well, you know, we have some places and, but then you go somewhere like, for example, my hometown and there's maybe like one vegan friendly restaurant, you know, a food truck or two that you start to realize that, you know, places like Austin are really have a, a, a strong foundation for vegan and plant-based folks. Um, and it continues to grow. And, and I think that's, what's been really exciting for me is I've gotten to um, collaborate and with and support 
folks in the vegan community here um, in order to do a couple of things, really. One, to broaden the reach of the vegan community um, to other parts of the city. You know, some of it is so centralized in sort of the south and east part of Austin. Um, and we're really having conversations about how do we branch out across Austin and then in surrounding areas. Because, you know, I always joke as someone who lives in Pflugerville, which is an outskirt, that we're here too. I'm like, vegans are here too. And I, I will drive, as you know, I just said, I drove four hours for vegan food and I will drive, I will drive for it. But it, it just, it, it's nice when you have options available to you. And of course, you know, resources like the Happy Cow app are, are super helpful um, in helping you locate vegan and vegan friendly options in your general location. But the other thing that's been really exciting um, and has been so well embraced by Austin and by some of the leading people in the community um, is also supporting people of color um, as vegans. And, you know, so mm -hmm. for myself as a black woman being vegan, it's really, and also just because of what I do for a living and my passions, I'm really interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and especially as it relates to the vegan community. And I've found that there have been some amazing partners and allies in that work to say, we're, we're, we're black folks, we're people of color as vegans in Austin, you know, and how do we create space for, for those communities as well um, to, you know, get to engage uh, the community, but also contribute to the community by way of food and culture. And so that's been something that's really been exciting in the last, you know, I'd say couple of years that I've been doing this is getting the opportunity. And I think that's, that's one of the things I really like about Austin is I think it does embrace opportunities to grow in that way. It's far more diverse now than it was, you know, oh gosh, two decades ago when I first moved here for college and it just continues to grow in that way. Mm -hmm. And what do you do for, uh, you talked about your work. Yeah. So I, I work in higher education, always have, probably always will. Um, I started out as a professor of sociology focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Those are my areas of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, early on in my career, transitioned into higher education administration. Um, and over the last, oh gosh, it's gone almost two decades, right? Um, I've, I've only really worked in the general Austin area, but I've had an opportunity to work at a variety of schools, large research institutions, small private historically black colleges and universities, um, small faith-based universities. So I've really, you know, had a scope of experiences um, around an educational environment for college-age students. But that's, that's what I do in my day, in my day job. <laughs> but like, like everyone else, I have, you know, I have other passions and interests and they really squarely sit at the center of um, the black community, the vegan community, the fitness community, and uplifting, empowering, and supporting other women. Um, and so I always try to find a way to bring all of those things together, um, in a, you know, giving a lot of thought to like, what, it, what am I going to do long term with those interests, you know, um, as a volunteer and supporter, but also maybe even entrepreneurially. But right now, you know, my passion is higher education. So I'll, I likely will always be on a college campus or in a college environment in some way um, because because it's learning, it's educational. And I think that's what I get excited about is the, we call it lifelong learning process and getting to watch young adults. You know, I know that was such a transformative period of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so to, to get to be a part of that, um, I think it's just really amazing. So, yeah, that sounds exciting for sure. And I can imagine, I just remember being on campus. There's nothing like that, that experience and just being able to work in that environment. It has to be awesome too. So what, how did you end up starting like a plant-based lifestyle? Yeah. So, um, it's so funny cause I, I was thinking about this cause I felt like, you know, that's obviously got to be something to, for us to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Like how, 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 everyone has a journey, right? right? How did you come to it, right? Uh -huh. um, and I laugh because I, I think, you know, I am probably w one of the more cliche-ish, uh, yet my own unique example of it, you know, uh, uh, I guess pathways to veganism. Um, I actually was a vegetarian for, gosh, almost seven years 
um, throughout the time that I was entering into and went to grad school. And I incidentally was living in Los Angeles, California, which would have been like an amazing place to be vegan now that I look back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the worst kind of vegetarian. I was the, you know, <laughs> macaroni and cheese, Taco Bell, bean burritos like that, you know, it's just ridiculous, you know, and, it, and I was a lot younger then, so I could pull that off. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I moved back home and I, I hate to say that I blame it on moving back to Texas, but I, I moved back home, you know, like I said, at the end of grad school and and it almost immediately fell back into my old school food ways, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Southern Creole, all of that stuff, you know, uh, barbecues, seafood, just you name it, all of that was happening. And I realized, um, gosh, you know, like, I, I don't really think I thought about it until later in life. So, you know, finished school, started working, got married, um, had my first kid later in life. So I was, you know, 35, 36. Um, and that was starting to be a wake up call for me in the sense that, you know, the doctors even then were like, okay, you're quote unquote considered an older pregnancy, which I was like, excuse me, but (laughs) you know, um, and just, you know, and there were some things that were on the horizon with my health at that time. I was, you know, um, definitely starting to show signs of, you know, diabetic concerns, cholesterol, high blood pressure. I was definitely, um, you know, a number of pounds overweight on the other side of pregnancy, just all of those things that I think, again, you know, um, women sometimes certainly, you know, mothers and folks can relate to often, but it was like, you know, that was all happening. And it was, you know, honestly, as my daughter started to get older, and my husband, who's extremely like a fitness buff, he's ex-military, he's like, just doesn't have a stitch of fat on his body. It's always <laughs> just like, gets out and works out, you know, faithfully and just, you know, just, yeah, the whole different metabolism and all that good mm-hmm. stuff, you know, was still fitting the clothes that he he was wearing when he we met 16 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And, and I just could see myself, you know, like being unwell. And um, I I remember this very plainly. Um, I woke up one morning and I was sort of just, you know, thinking about my day and um, I had started experiencing numbness in my feet. And this particular morning, like my, both of my ankles were, were feet were numb from the ankle down. And I remember thinking if my daughter cried out to me or called me or needed me, mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure if I could stand on my two, two legs and like get to her. And it scared me. It really scared me. And so at that moment I did, you know, so I'm, I'm a woman of faith. And at that moment, I literally said, you know, Lord, I know, you know, (laughs) that I know what I need to do, but I, but I need help. I need it. I need it placed in my heart and my spirit and my mind and my will to do what it is I need to do. Like I literally in that moment, just, I just turned it over because I knew what eating healthy and exercising was supposed to look like, you know, half of us are, Mm -hmm. you know, are very clear on what we're supposed to do and we just don't. Um, And I just kind of surrendered myself to it because I said, it's got to come from somewhere. And literally at that point, I decided to make a change for my life. And so that's, that was the precursor to like this whole journey that's ended me up where I am now, but it started me on this path to fitness and wellness. And I started, you know, eating better, exercising regularly, feel, of course, feeling better, doing all these things, you know, dropping those, those unneeded, you know, pounds. And I just was feeling better. And a few years in, I also started really just evaluating myself. You know, I decided I big chopped, I went natural. And I just really started embracing, like, loving myself and, you know, and, and as I would often say, honoring this gift of my life that I've been given by treating my body, my mind, my spirit the very best way I could, right? And like wanting to be around to raise this child that, you know, my husband and I had hoped, wished, dreamed and prayed for because we had, we had, had, we lost a child prior. And so, you know, to me, it was just like, I deserve my best. My husband deserves my best. Our child deserves my best. And so that my motivation became it extrinsic right Mm -hmm. mostly because I'm that kind of person I I was never just going to do it for me but I always tell other people it's that idea of put the oxygen mask on yourself Mm -hmm. first right because you have to and so about three years into that I was starting I guess because of everywhere I was with my health and my wellness and sense of self-love and beauty as a black woman and um 
I sat down and this was right around the time that, you know, everyone was talking about what's the health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, let me check this out, you know, cause I had seen some, some other documentaries and, you know, initially was like, whoa, yeah. You know, and even as a vegetarian, I was like, I should totally cut out, you know, all animal products and me like so many other people. I was like, Ooh, but cheese, you know, and, <laughs> yes. and, and, you know, it's a thing, right? <laughs> And so it would, it would last for a little bit and it'd fade, but this, I think because of where I was in my life, I was, I was ready and primed to receive it in a different way. And so watching that film, just like it did it for me, right? Like it just, it, it, it woke me up and I could see it so clearly. And I just knew it was the next thing. It felt like, it felt, felt like the final step in a journey that I had been on. Right. Um, and so, and me being me, I try to tell people, I always try to be who I say I am. And I try really hard not to intentionally lie to people's faces. So all I said to my friends and family is, I'm just going to try this out. I didn't say I'm doing it. I'm done. I'm doing it. Because I was like, I don't want to be set up for failure. And so I said, but I'm going to give this a try. We're just going to see just day, moment to moment, day to day. I'm going to just, I'm going to just see. And that was mm-hmm. over three years ago, mm-hmm. right? And and it and it just ended up being this thing where I said, okay. And of course, I started connecting to resources and learning more and connecting with people who are going to be supportive, not naysayers. You know, all the things. Surrounding myself with the right kind of energy to say, you know, talking to people who could help me say, okay, if I'm transitioning or I'm trying to transition, what does that look like? How do I get smart about reading labels? What does it look like in terms of now trying to transition my lifestyle of fitness and meal prep into this world of being plant-based and vegan? And, you know, and I just started doing, and the thing is, and I, I know I feel like I'm telling you stuff that you know, but like I, I say this to people all the time now, especially because people start watching and they go, so tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Like I'm, they're interested. And I just tell them, here's the bottom line is I thought it was going to be really hard. I, I really thought it was going to be so hard and it just wasn't. It just wasn't. We think it, we think it's going to be. And it's just not, you know, I started veganizing things that I like to eat. Um, I started getting connected with people, you know, who, who could suggest good things to me. I did start out on trans quote unquote, you know, more transitional process things initially. Mm -hmm. Right. I started getting better and better about reading labels and, and being able to understand how to self advocate when I was out at restaurants and doing things, um, you know, got apps that help all those things. And, and it just, it, it took about the same amount of commitment and due diligence that anything else that sort of matters in your life does is mm-hmm. what I found out. And mm-hmm. I just, and here's, and you know, and the end of the story was any inkling of like, maybe this is something I can continue to do because it does still have moments of, of being hard or like when you travel or when you go mm-hmm. places that are just not built to support the vegan community, but you mm-hmm. learn is you, you prep, right? You mm-hmm. prepare, you plan. And what I found was true was it's still that. So this is a good story just because this makes this point. I remember thinking the real test of me early on was going to be being around like a steak because I kept thinking if there was anything (laughs) that I was going to crave or miss or that was going to make me quote unquote fall off the bandwagon, it was going to be a steak. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we ended up leaving this, this family event and everyone's like, let's go eat, let's go eat, and it's fine, you know, and I never wanted to be that person, those people were like, well, where can we go that you can eat, and I said, look, just go, let's go wherever, I'll be fine, so mm-hmm. we ended up at, like, a Texas roadhouse, steakhouse kind of place, <laughs> and I thought, oh, good lord, <laughs> what am I gonna do, so I hopped on my, my apps and started looking at what, you know, I think it's Vegan Express was like, okay, yeah, you can have uh, the, that steamed broccoli, tell them not to put butter on it, or something like that, right, <laughs> And so I thought, you know, okay, and they're going to sit down and I know my parents are going to order T-bones or whatever else. I'm going to be sitting here looking like that. But sure enough, they all ordered whatever they wanted to eat. And I sat there and I had a lovely salad with oil, oil and vinegar um, and uh, some roasted veggies. And I was okay. And I thought, oh, I'm in this. I'm in this to win this because if this isn't making me feel some kind of way, then I definitely am like, I'm past that point, you know, and what kept going through my head at that point was that notion of nothing tastes better than being healthy feels right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like kept that. Say, right. Like that's the thing. And I kept saying, yeah, at that point in my mind, cause I tell people I'm not that I'm not that vegan, meaning 
the person, that type of vegan, the person that, that shame, I'm not into shaming people mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Right. Cause I got Southern black parents who look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm more like, you know, uh, you get more flies with agave than with right. vinegar. Right? right. But like, you know, but so I, I, and because it, my, my community matters so much to me, I know that I don't want to, I don't want to isolate myself from my community because that's who I'm trying to reach. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm not that person that's like, ooh, that's so repulsive. I'm like, oh, it smells kind of good. But <laughs> I kept thinking, but if you eat that, how are you going to feel afterwards? And I remember, remember how low energy you were? Remember how this and that? And do you really, is that really worth going back to feeling that way? And the answer has always been no. Like really, hell no. But you know, yeah. and so I think for me, that was, that was really it, you know, like it just started as this thing that I felt like was the right thing to do at this point in my life, but I still wasn't 100% sure I could do. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it started with that day of me saying, let me give this a shot. And here I am over three years later and my husband's five months in, oh, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. And just because I kept doing what I do, right. You know, our daughter eats what she wants and she eats what I cook and we are a vegan home, which means she eats vegan, you know, probably like 85, 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, you know, I want people to have free will and choice and come to things willingly and knowledgeably. And I think my best vehicle is I I enjoy cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm a pretty good cook. Mm -hmm. And so I win people over with food. You know, I'm like, here, let me make you, you know, and they go, what? This, what? Yeah. Go, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so anyway, that's a long-winded version, but that's yeah. how I mean, that's how it, that's how it happened. Yes, I love your approach. Like, really, you you just make it really simple for yourself, and don't make make it like into a big grand idea. You just something you're gonna try one day at a time, one step at a time. And now, as you look back, it's been three years. Yeah, and it, and it's never been about perfectionism, right? It's about intentionality. It's about, you know, what it what what is your why? Mm-hmm. You know, what is your purpose? What are, what are you aiming for? And staying focused on that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, saying that it matters enough to you to give it the same kind of, you know, attention that you would give anything else that was important to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, you know, and I just think, um, yeah, someone gave me really great advice. It was really about my hair when I when I did my big chop, but I've applied it to just about every other aspect of my life now is sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that if you just don't put so many restrictions and so many put so much weight on 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 one thing to say, you know, you're going to give this your very best shot. You're going to be intentional, you know, that because I think I don't know every my personality is such that I don't you know, I I don't I don't like failure. I don't I don't know who does, right? But we often set ourselves up for it by saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this like this by this time, and if not, I'm a failure kind of thing, yeah. right? Or I failed. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'll be 45 this year. And I just think, and I, I tell people all the time, I tell them that because I, they always go, no. And I said, well, yeah, <laughs> it's one part melanin, other part veganism, but you know, you know, I love that. you know, and, but, and I'm better at 45 than I was at 35. My, my, I get a full battery of labs every year and I used to, so at that that worst point, I used to tell people I was like a cupcake away from having to take insulin. I was already taking metformin for pre-diabetes. I was definitely on track for high blood pressure and and uh and uh heart disease, which runs in my family. Um, there are all these things I say runs in my family only from the sense of the way we eat has contributed to that. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But all I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I was a, I was a walking stereotype for that and and all of those things have righted themselves so when I get a full biometric screening every year my doctors can almost they can but they can't believe that every ailment that I had has has been resolved to me that's worth everything Mm -hmm. right you know I actually had my doctor who's plant-based so you know that was completely coincidental but she said she told me straight to my face she said the track you were on you were going to you had 10 bad years in front of you. You were wow. headed headed towards 10 bad years. You are now headed towards 20 of the best. 
Wow. Just like that, yeah. And how awesome. Did you say your doctor is a plant-based doctor? Yeah, you know, it's so funny how that stuff has been happening to me sort of accidentally now. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I, I, you know, I do. I like to, I feel like you have to laugh about these things. Um, I think if, if I could ever get a stand-up routine together, I really would try to take a stab at comedy. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I'm that, I am that vegan. So that vegan that is going to tell you if you talk to me for more than five minutes that I am vegan because I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in doing so, I found that what happens is people go, oh, this person is, I should connect y'all. Oh, so that's really why I do it. Because I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I can, I can lead with a lot of my other identities, right? You can look at me um, and, and likely know that I identify as a woman. You can look at me and likely know that I identify as a black woman or at least a woman of color. You can look, you know, and, mm-hmm. but you can't necessarily know that very salient part of my identity unless I tell mm-hmm. you and in doing so, yeah, that people feel more and more, as you know, be like, oh, Dr. So-and-so or oh, person so-and-so. And and so I really value that. Yeah. And, you know, I'll even so much as, you know, be more of an advocate now for looking for folks, you know, who are in whatever capacity I'm interacting with them, because then I know I don't have to, you know, trainers. I had a great fitness trainer um, who was a black woman and plant based. And Mm. I didn't even get to know her for those reasons. I I forgot how we got connected originally. But as those things came out, I was like, oh, I would love to have you train me and help me with some of my, you know, nutrition, because you're not going to do the thing with me about, well, you know, you need some lean chicken and, Mm -hmm. you know, or you can't (laughs) be. Yeah. I was like, I don't need, no, I'm not going to do all that. And so that, yeah, that's the piece that's been really great is finding more and more people, even, even in a city like Austin, that I think is still growing in that capacity. We're here, we're here. And we're, we're doctors, we're lawyers, we're, you know, we're teachers, we're whatever, right? Yes. So so when you were, when you were getting started, and even now, uh, because you talk about, you, you come from, from the South, the Southern family, Creole background, like, how do you deal with, social situations and family events as a plant-based vegan? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) it has its ups and downs. It's definitely easier now because I've become a huge self-advocate and that I just don't let it phase me the way I think when I was still figuring it out it was a it was a little bit harder for me to navigate in the sense of when I think mostly like especially about my parents right Mm -hmm. like how do I help them understand what I'm doing? How do I help them understand that I'm serious about it and what that looks like? And um, I really, honestly, it would start out as I would cook two sets of food. Mm-hmm. And at some point I just wasn't okay doing that anymore. I said, I, I feel like me personally, I was like, I feel like a fraud. I feel like I'm being a fraud to myself, not to other people that if I feel like this is, so important to me that I wouldn't consume it, but then I'm going to serve it to the people that I love most in this world. Mm-hmm. So I had to have that honest conversation with my husband, who was an omnivore at the time, sit down with our young child to help her understand, you know, the changes we were making in our lives and why, and but also supporting her. We believe in, you know, giving young people, you know, appropriate levels of agency like my mom still thinks I'm weird for that kind of stuff too because she's an old school black woman she's like you know (laughs) she's supposed to be seen and not heard kind of stuff but you know so she's like y'all let her do what do what is you know she's like y'all new age people can't even Mm -hmm. with them but um it it became so I I practiced it first in my own home to say you know this is what's important to me let me help you understand why but here's what I'm prepared to do you know like certainly take good critical feedback about what's enjoyable what's not you know and so I was able to walk that path first with my husband and my daughter who were amazing they were so supportive and when I cooked things they were like that was so great or they're like well you know the texture of that wasn't quite right for us and you know my husband who swore he'd never eat tofu which is another story you know now eats it you know when I cook it and things like that but um but with my parents, it was a little bit harder because there was also that sense of, you know, they're elders. I just, you know, was like, they're not trying to hear any of this. Um, how do I help them understand? Like when I'm going into their house, it's I bring my own stuff. That's what I do. I pack my own stuff and I, I see mm-hmm. them looking. They're like, what's that? What's, what's she doing over there? You know, <laughs> or I will do the sneak tip. I will cook something and not mention 
that is vegan Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just cook it and then I don't eat it right away because that's a dead giveaway to most people and you know like a good example is the you know the holidays I remember my first few holidays as a vegan you're a little bit like oh what are we gonna do how's this gonna go Mm -hmm. um and I'm like you know I I went and did my research I was like okay I can pop off in these yams let me go find a really good mac and cheese recipe because I figured out my cheeses and you know Mm -hmm. and these things and I was like I'm just I'm gonna do all the sides and then just like you know be like afterwards by the way you know and so it's been kind of kind of that to where now so now where I find my family is like hey any suggestions on something we can provide for you or we've you know looked up a recipe and we're going to do this thing for you and that's uh, explain to people I'm like whether it's something I like or dislike which the stuff I dislike is such a shorter list anyway but I'm like the fact that you showed that amount of care and effort means everything right like people at work like my job has been amazing because I was very, very vocal and, and very much an advocate for myself initially so much so that it's not a thing now, right? If we have an event and they're ordering food, I know I'm going to get an email that's going to say, here's the menu, please let us know what you'd yeah. like, you know? And that's so I just, awesome. yeah, I found it's, it's a classic example of teach people how to treat you, mm-hmm. right? And, and it really becomes just a normal part of, other people's life and knowing you right um Mm. and and so I'm more and more empowered like sometimes my husband's like even like you know you just walked in like a boss and was like yeah I want this that this and do it like this and do it like that and I said well first of all we're paying for food (laughs) second of all I've done my homework you know um Mm -hmm. and people and I found you know it's rare now that people look at you like oh okay you're gonna do all that so yeah I've just I found that like I think you, I mean, I'm sure you know this as well, like the world is, the world is evolving and it's becoming more and more common to see people, you know, not be surprised when you're like, I'm vegan. What do you have available for me? Or I'm going to order this, but I'd like you to remove the following. Like people less and less seem surprised by that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's mainstream, moving mainstream. Yes. (laughs) I love it. So for people that a lot of people that still are not aware of what life is like, what your plate looks like after you make that change to a a meat-free diet. What are some of the things that you like to eat like on a a regular basis, like some of your favorite go-to meals? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, that might be part of the problem is I I still eat plenty. (laughs) Look, I still eat plenty. Um, so much so that I had to really get my behind back in the gym good because for a while I was like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, vegan does not even necessarily mean healthy. Right. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, you can eat a whole lot because I tell them I eat burger. I, tell, I was like, I eat everything you eat and it started to catch up to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, That's right. so I was like, mm. <laughs> okay, I was like, I am far past transitional vegan. I need to be on my right side. But, um, you know, <laughs> I really, I do like to keep it really simple. So like, um, I love a lot of roasted vegetables, right? A lot. And that's the thing that that stuff is so, so easy because I do meal prep and because, you know, I am, you know, working mom and it's like, I like to be able to have stuff ready. My husband's always hungry. So it's my kid, you know, looking for stuff. So I like to be able to, you know, cook amounts of things quickly and easily that are going to be tasty, but also be easy for them to access. So I love, Mm -hmm. you know, I know everyone talks about these Buddha bowls and I mean, more or less basically, but you know, like I'll roast some broccoli, some sweet potato, throw some, I like purple or black rice on it, you know, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I still occasionally will, you know, I like seitan and and, uh, tofu in the air fryer, like me and the air fryer best friends, by the way, like, I think it's the best invention in the world. I tell people all the time, an air fryer will (laughs) change your life. But, um, and you know, and I occasionally will, you know, still cook up, um, like some beyond beef or something like that. I make a spaghetti, but that's what I started doing was, you know, like I said, veganizing things. So I'd make spaghetti or I'd make enchiladas or, you know, I just do chili. I do things like that. But in today's day, like also because I like, I'm really trying to get back on my nutritional fitness path. Um, you know, I'll do oatmeal for breakfast, you know, nice big old bowl of oatmeal with some, you know, nut butter and bananas or some agave uh, and blueberries and strawberries or something like that. And then, you know, in the afternoons, a lot of time I do like a steamed veggie 
and then a protein like seitan or tofu or whatever. And then in the evenings, I usually am making, you know, any number of different things. But here's the other thing. I do cook cultural foods, too. So like I mentioned, I'm Creole. My husband's Puerto Rican. So we just had the holidays, which is a big time, you know, in our family for cultural food. So, yes, on Christmas Eve, sister did make gumbo. She did. She made <laughs> wow, vegan gumbo. That sounds delicious. And it was, it was, it was, I was a little nervous because I was like, you know, maybe some things just can't be veganized Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll see you know because also from where my family's from every family has its own style of how they do gumbo Mm -hmm. you know and so I had to really go back to my roots and say okay what are the most important factors the roux is what's going to be most important you Mm -hmm. know we're a no okra family so there's not going to be okra in there so what am I going to do around you know the veggies and things but and then for my husband to be able to make Puerto Rican authentic Puerto Rican food like I spent an evening with a family friend of ours and her mother who flew over from New York to spend the holidays making um, uh, pasteles which are you know a really you know like common cultural holiday food for Puerto Ricans I made vegan ones for the first time and they when we boiled a couple so we could try them out my my uh, friend and her mom who are who are uh, uh, omnivores we're like, this is better than the ones with meat. Yes. So, yes. so even then, you know, <laughs> even in that conversation with them, because, you know, I'd made the filling, I'd seasoned it well and really put some love into that. And, and so, you know, even getting to do those things like around special times and holidays or, you know, if I'm wanting, you know, because I still have a sweet tooth. That's a real issue in my life. But, you know, trying to think about, you know, when when I want to treat myself, what does that look like, you know, and being willing to put the time, energy, and sometimes the money, right, into that investment or saying it's not worth it. I don't need those calories. But, um, you know, I make breakfast tacos. Those are a big thing in Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. T- tacos in general, but breakfast tacos are a big thing in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I make those a lot of Sunday mornings for the family, you know, but basically you're the answer is, I mean, I make whatever I want, you know, but, but I do, I try to stick to a lot of roasted veggies, um, uh, you know, seitan, tofu primarily as proteins. Um, I like it to look pretty and colorful. You know, I think aesthetic, I'm one of those people that I'll eat just to nourish my body, but if it can look good, because I remember my husband saying to me when I told him I wasn't going to cook meat anymore, he said, "You." he said, sweetheart, you've known me for so many years. The only thing I care about is that it tastes good and I can eat and get full. And I said, I said, we have a deal. Aw, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So he made it easy on a sister. So, yeah. but, yeah. So you talked a little bit about meal prepping and I believe meal prep is everything. I mean, I'm really horrible with it, but I, I like that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because that makes things so much easier, right? It does. It it really does. I mean, it saves you, on the back end, it saves you time. And actually, I found that actually for a while, I was doing it so much that people were asking me if I might consider doing it for them. And so what I started doing, I believe in the, the concept of teaching a person how to fish, right? I mm-hmm. guess maybe that's not the best example. I guess. Teach, <laughs> teaching a person, teaching a person how to garden, right? Got to garden. Grow, yeah, yes. grow their own stuff instead of growing it for them. That's better. I'm more on that one. Um, but you know, so for me, it'd be like, here's what I'll do. We'll sit down and I'll explain to you exactly what I do and how I do it. Talk about what you like and don't like. And some of my more business savvy friends is like, you need to, you need to do something with that. But for me, it was more of just a labor of love to say, if I can do it, you can do it because I have all the stuff that everyone else has, you know, a job, a family, not enough time, not enough energy, blah, blah, blah. And so what I started boiling it down to, like, you're right, is um, it pays you back in time invested. It's cheaper. If you're someone who doesn't doesn't necessarily need like a ton of variety, it's that much easier. But even if you are, you can roast a variety of vegetables all at one time and then mix and match those so that you get a different mix. You can cook a couple of different plant-based proteins and, and even in a couple of different styles or seasonings. And then you get a different mix, right? And you can do large amounts of that. And then eat that, mm-hmm. you know, at least throughout half of the week, if not the whole week, depending on how you do it. But like, I, I promise, like I've gotten to where I can now, and I, I have, I'm actually going to practice for the first time in a while this evening. So let's cross our fingers. But I had gotten to a place where I could meal prep lunch and dinner for me and my husband and do my break, my overnight oats for breakfast all in maybe, maybe two hours, if that. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and that was only because you can only roast vegetables are so quickly right so with meal prep it changed the game a little bit because I didn't have to worry as much you you know you spend so much less money when you're not quote-unquote buying animal products Mm -hmm. and so I can buy tons and tons of veggies and you know and and know that everyone's going to have something they like it just yeah for me it it was a real game changer because when I I kind of say like what am I most passionate about like I was saying before it's about the Black community, health and wellness, diversity and inclusion, um, and all of that is umbrellaed for me uh, in terms of being vegan because, you know, I, I read somewhere, you know, the different reasons a person becomes vegan. Um, and so I started affectionately saying, I guess it was about a year and some change ago when people would ask me, I would say, I'm vegan for all the reasons. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it started out as a health primarily health motivated, but the more I learned about, you know, all the things, right, animal agriculture and the environment and, you know, the impact to, you know, uh, sentient beings, God's creatures, um, as I learned about our culture as black people, um, as, you know, from the continent and just understanding all of the reasons, like as a social justice, you know, minded person that there's absolutely no reason to not be plant-based and, um, and when people go back and forth about, you know, being vegan, being plant-based, um, to me, I just, you know, ask people to ask yourself what's most important to you, um, what does your life allow for, you know, and how do you want to identify yourself, right, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, that's, to me, kind of how I look at everything, and even going back to meal prepping and thinking about, like, how is this going to be something that impos- positively impacts me, impacts my communities because what I don't know if you know if you recognize this but like I feel like people are always watching us right they're Mm -hmm. they're looking at like what are you eating how are you looking how Mm -hmm. are you feeling what's that you have there where'd you get that from and so I look at it as a tool you know for impacting other lives positively so what um like as the weeks go by are there any resources you use to find inspiration as far as like your ideas for what you're making I definitely every I mean it's easy for anybody to get in a rut I feel like and kind of get tired of the same old same old even me as someone who doesn't mind for the most part eating the same thing but this is where I found connecting with other people on social media can be really helpful there are there are a ton of folks out there that this is what they do it's like they 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 cook and they prepare meals and they, and they post it and they provide recipes. You know, I've gone on things like Pinterest and just looked up vegan, you know, like I remember I was on this chili kick, vegan chili, you know, which incidentally is also really good for meal prep because you can make a big pot of it. Right. And then, you know, put it into some containers and eat that as a meal. Right. But, um, but I remember thinking, okay, let me go on, you know, something that I'm already familiar with, but then look for vegan recipes, right? There are some great people, I think, out there on social media who are great to follow, um, who are also into, you know, the idea that if you're not, you're not a chef, you know, you're just the average everyday person who isn't trying to do anything elaborate, but wants to eat good, tasty food, you know, so every now and then I will go down one of the rabbit holes just to see if I can get some new inspiration or an idea, or I get it in my head that I have a taste for something, but I'm not exactly sure of everything, you know, that I need to consider to go into it. So I definitely will do that. Um, it's funny because I was mentioning these different apps that I, that I look at, but most of them are around helping me navigate, um, being out in the world as a vegan, right? So something like happy cow to say, where is there to eat around me? Like I, so when I travel for work, that's a great example, not to get too off, far off topic, but um, when I travel for work, it's like, okay, I'm going into a city. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what's going to be in proximity or not. I don't count on there being anything available to me as a part of, you know, the event, because that may or may not be the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but happy cow can be great because it's like, okay, great. There's something in proximity. And then I believe in Uber eats and Grubhub. I will have food brought to me. But so I, I, I use those tools um, to help me. And then when I'm at home, like every now and then I'm like, I just want to try something different. Right. And I don't even know what something is. So, you know, I'll start kind of perusing around and see, you know, if I can get inspired 
just to do something different. Um, uh, like I said, you know, even around the holidays, thinking about things that I haven't, hadn't yet had a chance to veganize and let me just, you know, look into that. But, um, Mm -hmm. most of the time I, I do keep it pretty simple. Um, because I think, you know, I'm fortunate because I know not all, not all folks have the support of their families the way that I think I have. Um, in terms of just being really open and accepting and willing to try things. And so, um, yeah, I think we keep it pretty simple. Like, I mean, ten, like tonight's a great example. Um, I just said, let my husband know, I said, I am cooking, by the way. <laughs> because <laughs> I also make sure that there are some convenience foods available. You know, if he comes in from work and he just wants to do like, you know, a veggie burger, a black bean patty and that sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. can grab that pretty quickly. Throw some sweet potato fries in the air fryer, you know, and make that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do have some tasty looking meals that you have yeah. in your Instagram feed. It is very inspiring. Yes. yes. Well, well, and, I, and, it, and I'll, be, I'll be honest, it is intentional and strategic because <laughs> I feel like, one, when I make something, I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm, I tell people all the time, I said, if you want to follow me on social media, I welcome you in doing so. Just know that you're going to see a crazy amount of pictures of my amazingly adorable daughter, um, <laughs> food I like to cook. And because I'm like, yeah, I'm that person. I'm the take picture of my food person. I am that person. Mm-hmm. If you don't like those people, I'm not your person. <laughs> and my fitness journey. And and that's what you're in, in all about being vegan, right? And so, so I don't know. I mean, for me, I think I do like to post stuff like that because I want people to see that, you know, people ask the question, what do vegans eat, right? Mm-hmm. And I like to answer that question with pictures. We, mm-hmm. we eat all of this lovely, beautiful, wonderful stuff, right? Like I'm looking at it and thinking I'm hungry now too. <laughs> yeah. So you have, you make like a, a really awesome transformation with like your, with the combination of your fitness and your, your diet. It's like your before and after picture is like, <laughs> it's like you reverse the hands of time, like all the way back. <laughs> like you... How, tell us a little bit about that. Like what, like you have the abs short and everything. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Like it's so funny because I, and ever so often I revisit that as a reminder, not to shame myself, not to it, it, really just to say, and I think I may have even posted this at one point. Yeah. It says, you know, I frequently remind myself to remind myself just how far I've come. Mm. Right. Like not mm-hmm. to forget where I was, and where I don't want to be again for a number of reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. But also what I've been able to do, which, which reminds me that, yes, I can do this. And also I tell people that if I can do it, I promise you, you can do it because all the stuff that stand in other people's way, it was in my way too. And here's what I started doing. Right. I started removing the excuses, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like, I mean, I lost almost 45 pounds total from, from, you know, at my heaviest to, um, my, my leanest. And, you know, I never thought, yeah, abs. I was like, see my abs since I was in high school. Who are you kidding? (laughs) Right. And, you know, and, and two pregnancies later and the things that happen to your body as you're an as an aging woman. And, you know, and, and I, I thought, you know, and to just have more energy, like I said, at 45 than I did at 35. And also just to look and see that, like, you know, that's that's the best version of myself I choose to be and it was less about you know getting the extra weight off was important but it was also my self-image right like like how I felt went, felt about myself inside and out and I have a young daughter that I'm raising mm-hmm. and to watch her watch me go through that process meant everything because she could see me not just transform physically, but I think emotionally and mentally and just overall, you know, like she could see me relearn to love myself. And that was so meaningful, you know, and when we talk about the choices I've made about my, about my diet and, you know, why plant-based, you know, is important, you know, it's just helpful to be able to say to her, like, this is all about being the best version of yourself that you can be for you, Mm -hmm. right? Not for somebody else, for you. And, and you're right. Like, I mean, I do. I look back and I think, gosh, you know, it's been five going on six years and 
it, there were a lot of things that had to get me to that place, but I'm, I'm glad I got there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and at times like this coming off the holidays, going into a new year, I'd be lying if I said, just like everybody else, I hadn't been overindulging and, you know, living it up and just having all the good stuff. And, but what I know is important is, is to, to not let that be a place where I get stuck to not say like, well, now's the reason just to like, let it all go, but to say, I've been, you know, I've enjoyed myself and I know, I know what my day-to-day -day life, you know, needs to look like, what I want it to look like and what's most important. And I want to be well, mm -hmm. I want to be well. That's, that was the choice I made that many years ago is what decisions do I need to make for myself to be well? And so you're right. Like that, I, I look at it now and I almost can't believe, you know, making the decision to start to be in the gym four to five times a week, right? for 45 minutes to an hour, mm -hmm. making the decisions to eat healthy the, the vast majority of the time, right? With certainly not saying that, you know, you can't treat yourself, but not making that the exception and not the rule, right? Um, cutting back on so many things, you know, um, just because the question was, is does this better me or, does, or is this going to be bad for me, right? Um, and so I think... I don't know, like, it, it still seems a little surreal because it has been this, this multi-year journey. But like when I, when I retell the story of like where I started and where I am now, um, it's just, I don't know. It, I, I think every decision I've made, including becoming vegan, has been, it's been a building block, you know, to this place that I ultimately wanted to be. And so it's nice to feel like at this stage in my life that, that I'm, I am, I believe, you know, I'm still working on me. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I am definitely closer to being the best version of myself that I can be. And, and I'm really happy about that. Like I'm proud of, I'm proud of myself. And I don't think I've ever said that out loud. I'm proud of myself. So what's the next big thing you hope to accomplish in health and wellness? You've reversed all these ailments that you, that were creeping up and you've lost over yeah. 40 pounds. You've, you've shown, you found your abs and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, let's, let's, I know, cause they were lost, <laughs> but, um, so, you know, it's, it's funny that you asked that question. And the reason I kind of a little coy and giggling about it is because I think this conversation today is, is really been a step in that direction because what I've been saying for like the last year is that I want to tell my story more. I want to, and through that support other people, like, you know, whether it's through the people that ask me, Hey, can you help me figure out this meal prep thing? Hey, can you tell me what you're doing for your fitness and wellness? Hey, can you tell me how you started and how you're continuing on your vegan journey? It's really been finding more opportunities, whether it was through moderating this panel for the invisible vegan or doing, you know, having this conversation with you, um, connecting with more people on social media to be a resource in the way that I can be a resource. But I really do think it's, it's paying things forward in a more like civically engaged way. Um, and also then being really, really intentional, like I said, about diversity, equity, and inclusion in the vegan community. For me, it's so important. Like if, if there were a Venn diagram that I lived at the center of, it would be that um, between uh, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and veganism. Like for me, they feel like such central parts of my identity that if I can be, become a real champion for that, you know, I think that would feel like the next step um, for me. Like how do I take all of these things that I've done and I've learned over these last several years and and share them, right? Share them as broadly and as widely uh, as I can to impact lives in any way that I can. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you would like to add? Oh gosh. No, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I've been a <laughs> been pretty open book and told so much of the story. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I really appreciate the opportunity. Like I realized kind of talking to you that we've talked across so many different aspects, right? Like, you know, to have a conversation about how, how plants changed my life, right? Like to, to start from there and say that, you know, it's, it's changed everything, everything. And for the better, everything, like I'm a better 
mom, wife, sister, friend. I'm a better human, I think, right? And so, yeah, it's made all the difference. I love that. Yes, that's, I love how you sum that up. That's awesome. So as we wrap up, how can people reach out to connect with you and learn more about everything that you're doing? And I just, I really do feel like you should do something along with the meal prep. You, you've got it down. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, you know what I'm going to do? I, I really thought about doing a call out to say, Hey, actually, I, I really actually think I'm going to reach out to a community member who has done this successfully in the Houston area and ask her, say, Hey, sis, can we talk business? Can you talk to, can you talk to your sister about, you know, how, how do I move in this direction? Right. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe that, you know, we should be able to do that. Right. Like we should be able to say like, Hey, I want to, this is where I can learn if you will teach. So I appreciate that because I mean, really a a number of people and some of it is being willing to take that leap of faith, you know, and, and move in that direction. And I I feel like the signs are pointing me that way. So I appreciate the, the, the reaffirmation, right. Of like, maybe this is the (laughs) thing I should do, but, um, I, the, the, I would say, you know, and I'm really like, super excited to connect with. And I mean that I always tell people I wouldn't say it and I surely wouldn't, wouldn't say it for the record if it wasn't hundred percent true, but I am definitely here to connect with anyone who feels that I can be of support to them in any way that I've shared that's meaningful. And so, you know, I, which this is very telling, but you know, I'm what the fit, Creole vegan, that's who I am, you know, on, on all social media. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would definitely be excited to have people, you know, connect with me if, if so be it, you know, um, just to, uh, to seek support, share ideas, ask me for recipes. I try to be better now when I post something about posting the recipe, um, because almost, you know, inevitably someone's going to (laughs) ask, but, you know, also like about the fitness journey, Mm -hmm. trying to be really transparent, you know, like there's nothing more vulnerable than posting a picture of you in your, you know, lowest level of workout gear. (laughs) Um, and it really, but just being honest about, you know, that, that picture is probably less hard than the one when you're, in your, you know, the place that you didn't want to be, mm-hmm. um, with your health and wellness, that feels mm-hmm. like being more vulnerable, but, but yeah, I would, you know, like I said, on Instagram, Facebook, fit Creole vegan, um, I would love to, you know, stay connected with folks and, um, certainly, you know, share the, share the wealth as hot was what I feel like it is, you know, and, and, and pay that forward. Yes. Well, I am so grateful and so excited that I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with you today. You are an absolute inspiration. Like, I was so inspired when I saw your Instagram profile. I'm just like, let me get up and do something. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Like, when, when, I, when you reached out, it really did. It, it, it made my day. And so, and this conversation is definitely, um, it is gifted me some amazing things. So, so thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, anytime. You're very welcome. And and again, thank you. And, and I look forward to seeing all the great things that you're going to produce in 2020. Now it's time for the food of the show. Now for today's food of the show segment, we're switching things up a bit. We love talking about all things related to food, and to start the year off, we want to introduce a little variation. So today, we're bringing you the pantry makeover. We believe the path to optimum wellness begins with good food. It's important to know what to eat and also what to avoid. As Dave knows, I have a little interview with every single product I pick up before it lands in my shopping cart. I'm checking the ingredients, making sure they're clean, short, and simple, and reading the nutrient facts label and eyeballing the sell by date. Because a clean pantry all begins with your shopping cart, and I strongly encourage you to be conscious of everything you're putting into your body. A big part of this is just reading the ingredients on everything you pick up on the grocery store shelves. I can't stress enough that reading the front of the package is not enough. You'll find that sometimes the front can be misleading from what's actually contained on the back. 
And for today, I want to ask you to be aware of foods with artificial colors. I had a dear friend that contacted me recently. She was stunned about a recent purchase. She had been looking for a wholesome snack, so she grabbed some dried mangoes. But when she got home and read the ingredients, she was shocked to find out the ingredient list revealed that she wasn't simply eating dried mangoes. Ironically, the branding on the front of the package was clean and simple. The brand is Nature's Eats. The tagline is only the best. However, the ingredient list on the back shows yellow number five and yellow number six, which is not the best. Why do you need artificial color in your dried fruits? Why do you need artificial color in your food, period? The answer is you don't. Today, yellow number five and other artificial food dyes require special warning on food packages sold in the European Union. No such warning requirements exist in the United States, although yellow number five is always identified on ingredients lists when used in packaged foods for the sake of people who suffer allergic reactions to the chemical. The three most widely used food dyes, yellow number five, yellow number six, and red 40, contain compounds that research has linked with cancer. Research has also associated food dyes with problems in children, including allergies, hyperactivity, and learning impairment. Artificial colors can often be found in things like soft drinks, energy drinks, sports drinks, and juices. Chips and crackers and other snacks, puddings and sweets, condiments like spreads, dressings, and pickles, even personal care products, supplements, and medicines. This year, try to take the step of making your food choices as simple as possible. And if you can, avoid the artificial colors. Now it's time for today's plant-based news and notes. Borden Dairy, one of America's oldest milk companies, has filed for bankruptcy protection. The move comes in the wake of declining milk sales and rising milk costs. Borden's filing comes shortly after that of Dean Foods, the largest producer of dairy milk in the U.S., which filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in November. And more exciting evidence of vegan going mainstream, the Golden Globe served a fully vegan menu during its 2020 ceremony this past Sunday. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the nonprofit behind the Golden Globes, says it wanted to set an example for other award shows and increase its sustainability efforts. The plant-based meal was a last-minute change to the existing menu, which previously included fish. We want to thank you for listening in to the Plants Change My Life podcast. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and Facebook. And head on over to PlantsChangeMyLife.com for additional information about the show and resources mentioned. We also have Plants Change My Life t-shirts that you can purchase to support our mission. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at PlantsChangeMyLife.com. Also, remember to rate our podcast and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening on. This helps us with our mission of spreading the benefits of a plant-based lifestyle to the world. Respect, and always remember, when you eat good, you eat good. Peace. Plants change my life.